welcome to the Bob Priest Show of Life podcast. I'm your host, Bob Priest. Thanks for tuning in today's show. This podcast is dedicated to individuals and professionals who desire to learn more about the subject of health and wellness, as well as alternative technologies to better health and vitality. Let's get started. Yep. Good morning and welcome to the Bob Priest Show of Life podcast. I'm your host, Bob Priest. My guest today is Dr. Lynn Anderson. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you. Glad to be here today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Lynn's down in Sarasota, Florida, and so she is a naturopath, a yoga national, a nutritional therapist, a fitness professional, a karma master, published author, international speaker, video producer with over 30 years of experience in the field of natural health and fitness. And we'll talk more about uh, many other things that Lynn has been involved in and is still involved in, but wow, you're a busy lady. Yes. Well, yes, but you also got to put that 30 to 40 years behind there too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's that's a body of work, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't just start yesterday. <laughs> well, I tell you, you've got a, a real uh, list here of things that you've done and areas in this space of holistic medicine and modalities that, that I've really hopped in as an advocate over the past year. Uh, after having a stroke a few years ago, and and during that time, a lot of medications thrown at me, and I was more interested in what brought on that stroke, what created it, because I was a at that time I was very active. I was a runner, I was a cyclist. I thought I was eating pretty healthy, but I woke up one 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 morning and the right side of my body didn't work. Wow. And so, but but the thing was is that all I had done was a lot of medication thrown at me. Because mm-hmm. my systems got out of whack, obviously. And um, I didn't like that. I didn't like the way the medicines made me feel. And so I kind of went on this uh, walkabout, as I like to call it, to find out really what created this, if I could find that out, and how I could do more natural uh, type modalities rather than popping a pill. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I've been spending a lot of time in that space talking to a lot of people change some things in my my own life and and that's really what this is all about dr lynn is that i want our audience to learn that there's something else out there many there's many things out there that are better or at least more effective than just popping that pill whether it's diet whether it's a health issue or whatever would you agree I would definitely agree. And, you know, we live in a society where we want, you know, that magic bullet, that instant, you know, make me feel better, take the pain away. And from a naturopathic standpoint, our view is um, twofold. First off, we practice prevention over cure. We believe that prevention is what you really should be. You know, you should prevent getting ill, not wait until you get ill to take care of it. And we also believe that you need to balance out the energy, body, mind, and soul if you have perfect health. So if you're just focused on the body and you're not looking at the emotional aspect or the soulful aspect, you're only doing part of the job. So the idea is to bring the whole being back into balance. 
And that begins with what we call the three pillars of health, and that is diet, exercise, and sleep, essential to your health. That, that, that's extremely important. And, and I like the word you use, balance. Uh, there's been many times in my life that I knew, I knew my life was out of balance, whether it was one of those areas you mentioned or even something else that came along. But it's so important that we look at all those aspects of life because they all interplay with one another, don't they? Absolutely. And, you know, you can be getting the eating the best diet and exercising. And I will say that I, you know, I walk my talk. I do eat a very healthy diet and I exercise every day and I try to get a good night's sleep. But I'm just like everybody else out there. I have stress in my life. I have a family. I have a husband, children, grandchildren, work. You know, you have those stressors that come in. And so that's a part that we have to look at too, because you can be living a healthy lifestyle and it, it physically and allowing that emotional stress. Mm -hmm. And that we know can trigger neurochemicals, can tr trigger things in the body that will make it break down. So it all has to come together. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your story, how you got involved in this uh, work, this body of work. And of course, like you said earlier, it's been over a 30, 40 year period but something piqued your interest back in the early days. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the first thing is I grew up on a little island off the coast of Maine. And in that little village, we practiced a lot of folk medicine because we didn't have a doctor on the island. So it was quite a jaunt to get to the doctor. And so I grew up around a lot of people who understood herbs and diets and fresh air and simple things to keep you healthy. So I kind of grew up in that and, and I didn't grow up in an environment where pills were readily available. People didn't take pills. That was the last resort for mm -hmm. what you did. So to bring that to forward, um, I was uh, at the age of 25, I was a single mother with two children, and I really didn't had didn't have a college degree, and I had to do something to support those kids. So I went back to college, and I went back to the University of Maine, and I put myself through college while I had two young children, yes. and it was quite a job. It was a, it was, it was a tremendous Thing. When I look back at it, I don't know how I ever did it, but I did it. <laughs> and at the end of it, though, there was something that called burnout. And it wasn't something that people talked about or people even knew about at that time. But I experienced a crash and burn because I, my body and my mind had been going at such a rate and I just collapsed. And when I collapsed, I realized that I had three problems. I had a body, mind and soul that was totally out of balance. And the only way I could bring them back to balance was to look at my background and then look at what is it that the body and the mind and the soul need for balance. First off, they need good nutrition. Second, they need, you know, they need the mind to be calm and balanced, and they also need to be able to get sleep. So that led me into getting involved in the fitness field <laughs> and from the fitness field, opening up different books. And then my journey began into naturopathy. Wow, that's that's a really neat uh, story. And, and, you know, I run into a lot of people later in life that, and I'm one of them too, you look back and how did I get through that particular situation? And so we're, you know, we're way, are, we're made so wonderfully and how we work, but we gotta, we've got to pay attention to ourselves so that we don't reach that burnout because of all the different things we're throwing at ourselves. So, um. 
I've noticed in your your bio that you've been featured in a lot of articles like Red Book and Reader's Digest and Huffington Post and Shape and Self and numerous TV networks and things like that. Uh, how did you get into that space? It was I know that was over time, but what mm -hmm. led you down those directions? Well, I was living in Los Angeles at the time, right in the middle of Hollywood. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, um, of course, I was lecturing and I was teaching and, uh, you know, that and one thing led to another. And then I hired a PR team. And of course, that's how it all starts. So, you know, it became it was an interesting subject for people, you know, to uh, what I was doing. So that's how I ended up getting all the articles and stuff. They would send something out and say, we have Dr. Lynn and she's in holistic medicine, and somebody would pick up the article, Huffington Post, for example, and I would write an article or um, do a, a, a TV show or something. So it kind of was being in the right place and 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 kind of bringing that together. But the real emphasis behind it was I wanted more than anything to get the word out about holistic medicine. Because when I started in holistic medicine, I was called a quack. It was considered quackery because I was doing aromatherapy, herbology, and even diet back then. If you go back 30 years and you try to sit down with someone and explain diet, you're a quack, you know? So it was really important to me to get that out and to really help people. So that's. Now that had to be, that had to be another tough area because, you know, and, and, and I, over my lifetime, kind of quote unquote, heard those, well, those quacks out there that do such and such. And until I started really looking myself and getting educated in the area, I probably fell into that category because I just didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, but now we live in a different world. There's been a lot more talk about uh, naturopathic methods and other modalities and alternative medicines and so on. So I would hope that by this time in our life, that that's not quite as uh, bad of a situation. Is that the case now? It is. And it's really amazing to me because I see this, you know, social media and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, what I've been preaching for years and being told, oh, that's kind of weird, is all of a sudden mainstream. And that's exciting for people like me because I can say, wow, people are really paying attention to their diet. They're really paying attention to prevention over cure. Because when you're dealing with cure, you're sick. Right. Who wants to be sick? Prevent yourself from being sick. That's the real key. Yeah, I, I, man, this was interesting. I, I was watching a, a documentary on TV the other night and it's talking about the blue zones. Have you heard about Yes. This? Yeah, yeah. And... Um, that was fascinating about these different areas around the country that are the healthiest. And, and there's, and, and it all related back to one simple thing though. It was food. It mm -hmm. was what they were putting in their bodies and then the lifestyle of what they did during the course of the day. Um, you know, back in the day when my parents and their parents were farmers, um, they were uh, hard days work out in the, out in the field, in the gardens, whatever. I don't remember them being sick. Mm -hmm. yeah, and of course, yeah. we, we ate food right out of the garden. So. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the whole key is to be able to, you know, when you and I were growing up and I was same thing, I mean, you ate in season, 
You ate what was in season. You didn't get something from halfway across the world. It was fresh. You picked it off the tree or you got it off from the crops. And that is the way to eat food. That's how nature intended us to eat. Yeah. But we live in a society now where I can get, you know, I can get avocados from California sent out here to Florida, you know, and I can tell you they're not as good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be right. It's so much better when it comes off your own trees or vines. Exactly. We we live in a, a farming community here in Virginia. And, um, heirloom tomatoes are in season right now. Mm. And they are so thick and beefy and just melt in your mouth and Nothing better than eating it. I eat them like apples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, it's got to be gratifying, uh, Dr. Lynn, to have gone through this kind of fight in the early stages to now being able to go, they finally get it. People are mm-hmm. starting to understand, but there's still a big body of people that don't don't have it yet. And they don't want to educate or want to learn. Are there ways that we can help people grasp the understanding of uh, this nutritional way that really needs to be thought about the the naturopathic way, holistic Mm -hmm. medicines, et cetera. How can we help that through this podcast? What can we do more of? Well, there's two things, you know, one thing that you can do is, is become a role model for people. You know, um, I don't mind sharing with your audience. I mean, I'm 70 years old and I'm, you know, I still teach cycle classes. I teach yoga classes. I'm out lecturing and doing things. And I say that because you have to walk your talk and there's so much misinformation out there. There's so many charlatans out there there's so so much of this stuff out there that it's really important that people look and find people who are actually doing this are you actually living this if you're promoting it and you're living it and you're not promoting products because you got to look behind the scene because more times than not somebody is pushing supplements or they're pushing this or they're pushing something you know there's a there's a product behind there we don't need that stuff if we eat properly We don't need that stuff if we exercise. We don't need it if we sleep properly. We don't need drugs. We don't need supplements. But again, we make a full circle back. We live in a society where we want everything instantaneously. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, it's like there's a new um, drug coming out for this weight loss drug that people have heard about that's for diabetes. But now there will be ramifications from that down the road. There will be very bad side effects. But everybody wants that because I can lose weight instantly without doing the work. Right. I hate to tell people this, but nothing gets accomplished in life without some work. Well, it, it, you know, it takes work to even cook. It takes work to exactly. think through the whole process of what am I going to make for food today? And unfortunately, you know, every street corner has a fast food place mm-hmm. that you can pop into and grab something that's going to satisfy the immediate hunger. But but we don't stop to think about what it's really doing to our bodies. And it wasn't whole food in the first place. And and I'm just as guilty of of that back in my earlier days, especially Um, it was just convenience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't like to be inconvenienced even more so now. Exactly. And yeah, everybody wants that instant. Well, Amazon, you know, I mean, I go on and and they deliver it to my door the next day. We want to live that way. We, you know, and there's a price to pay for that. But you know, the most important thing in your life is your health. 
and I, you'll hear me preach this over and over again, because when you lose your health, I don't care how much money you've got. And I use Steve Jobs as an example. Right. He had all that money, lost his health. You know, that's it. So that's what we should be valuing is our health. I agree with you. And, and that goes back to that, those pillars that you mentioned earlier, you know, healthy body, healthy mind, healthy soul. Mm-hmm. And, and so let's talk about uh, the mind aspect of that. So what are some things that you recommend to, to our audience to think about how we should think and how we should process through mm-hmm. our daily walk in life? Well, basically, you know, we have this thing where we have sort of this dichotomy where we are, we're really kind of selfish as human beings, right? Human beings tend to be selfish. And then we're told to not be selfish. So there's kind of that thing there. But there's a difference between being selfish and being self-caring. And that's the real importance. And that's not being selfish. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you have nothing to give anybody else. And so the most important thing, I think, is for people to be able to pull back and really listen, not just with their ears, but listen to what's going on in your body and your mind, and then come to some kind of resolution with it. You know, how am I going to bring myself back to this state of balance? Because if I don't come back to balance, uh, you know, I'm going to deplete my energy. So it's really having some caring about yourself mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's okay. I agree with that. Now, are are there some uh, pieces of literature that you would recommend that would help people kind of reprogram the way they think mm-hmm. so they can think more about and understand what you just said, that dichotomy? Right. Well, I think, you know, um, there are lots of tools people can use, like meditation, people understand, you know, that's all Mm -hmm. over the media now. And most people don't even understand what meditation is or how to do it or what it, you know, it's like meditate, meditate. Well, what does that mean? You know, it's a little bit of work. (laughs) Yeah. If you sit quietly, if you sit and let all this stuff go streaming through your mind, you're not meditating. You're just sitting there stewing on something, you know, Right. And that's not what you want to do, but it's to be able to break away from everything. You know, I tell people to go out into go out in your yard. There are two reasons to go outside. First off, when you get sunshine, direct sunshine, you're producing vitamin D and vitamin D we know has an effect on your mood. We know that. The second thing we know is if we look at color therapy and using color medicine, the most prolific color in nature is green. And green is the balancing color in the chakras, the middle, and it is also the middle middle color in the color spectrum. And we are affected by color and light. Mm -hmm. When you go out into nature, all of a sudden when you're around green in nature, everybody feels calm. That's because green is the balancing color. So I tell people, go out and surround yourself with green. Don't surround yourself with fiery red. Go and surround yourself with green, get some sunshine, look at the flowers, you know, breathe. And those things will really bring you back mm-hmm. to a sense of balance. Yeah, I like that. Um, I live in an area, like I said, out, it's out It's out from the main part of town. And I go out any door, I'm going to see fields of green and or produce being grown. Um, just It's just a, such a beautiful uh, thing to look at night right before sun sets I can watch the sun come down uh, mm-hmm. below the trees and eventually disappear and it has changed my whole outlook on life compared to mm-hmm. 20 years ago when I was always hustle and bustle 
and right. didn't stop to think, didn't let my mind relax, especially in this world we live in with social media and all yeah. the electronic stuff. I've been really working hard to try to take myself away from some of those things. Here we're sitting on a Zoom right now, but this is this is helping us. This isn't something that's hurting us right this minute because we're talking about something that, that's going to help people, I think. Um, you know, I I really have started learning more and more about all the different holistic approaches around around uh, the world from acupuncture, chiropractics. I've been involved in chiropractics as a patient for years, and I, I definitely believe in what they do and their hands-on approach. Of all the doctors that I, I see, the chiropractor is the only one that ever touches my body, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> which, which I find interesting. <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I just find this so fascinating. And, and what you've done in the, the trailblazer that you have been, I commend you. I, I bravo to you, hand claps, <laughs> because now you're starting to see the fruit of all your labor. Um, right. So the last piece was the soul. And of course, we we can talk about religion and spirituality and all those things, but it's bigger than that, isn't it? Yes, the soul. The soul is not it. it you know, and that also when I first started doing yoga and yoga therapy, these were many, many, many years ago. It's like, oh, that's some kind of religion out there. I can't get into that yoga class. But it's not. That's not what it what it's all about. Your soul is your essence. We all have an essence. So it has nothing to do, according to karma yoga, has nothing to do with any religion, has nothing to do with that. But everybody has a unique essence in them. You and I have an energy, an essence in us that is unique only to us. Nobody else has your essence. That's your soul. But the problem is that essence is very quiet and it kind of sits there. Mm -hmm. And what we do as human beings, we get connected to the material world and the body and the mind are so busy chattering and running and stuff. They don't listen to what's going on inside. And that's where really yoga and meditation and working with someone who can bring you back to that place where you can really listen to yourself because there's a voice in there that goes beyond the mind and beyond the body. And when you connect with that and use that to help you, it changes the way you approach life. I like that. Um, I'm 66, Lynn, and I, I've had a stroke. I don't look 66, though, do I? No, you don't. And you and I will tell you, if you did not tell me you had a stroke, I would not know that you'd had a stroke. Yeah, it's uh, I've I've hidden it well, but it but I've worked hard to try to improve and and you know through exercise and diet, et cetera. And of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this young lady that's sitting in front of me doesn't look 70 either. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm going to come back and do another podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, but she's you know, an attractive, you said... she's an attractive woman that looks probably like she's in her fifties or 45. I mean, she's wow. very good Love shape. It. I don't see wrinkles and all those kinds of things. And so you've, you've done well, my friend. Thank you. Well, you know, you said something, Bob, you said, I've worked hard. At, and and that's the key there. You have worked hard. You but you know it's not it's not work. Once you embrace it, mm -hmm. it becomes a lifestyle and it becomes a joy. You know, but it does take effort to do anything in life. It takes effort to ruin your body and and bad food. It yeah. takes an effort to do that. You have to expend the energy. Where do you want to put your energy? What's important to you? For me, it's my health. 
I agree. You know, you pay the price. You either pay the price up front or you pay the price on the tail end. That's and correct. When it comes to health, it's much better to pay it up front and do yeah. what you need to do. Um, yes. I, I agree. Um, you know, it's um, it's an area that I have become so fascinated with, but I'm further along. So going back and becoming a doctor, I mean, I have a master's degree, but going back to get a doctorate and all this, I chose not to do that. But what I have decided to do, and I'm in that process now, is becoming a health and life coach. Mm -hmm. And of course, in the health aspect of it, I'm learning more about nutrition and things of that nature. Uh, and then the life coach style kind of finds falls more into the category of your bo body, mind, and soul, because mm -hmm. those are all are really important pillars that if we can get all those in balance and have everything kind of clicking and working that way, it's going to help us uh, live a long, longer, more fruitful and happy life. Um, right. Right. And, well, karma, karma teaches you, karma teaches you that it's not so important the length of your life. It's the quality of your life. And, you know, we focus, we also have a tendency in this country to focus on longevity. And, you know, you can have longevity and have a horrible, terrible life. Yeah. But if you have longevity with that quality, then that's really what we should be searching for is quality of life. Yeah. And a purpose. Yes. Yeah. Purpose and meaning. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's a really important um, lesson, I think, for all of us is that um, when I was a teacher, I was a long uh, 30 years in, in teaching. I was a high school band and middle school director. And um, one of my phrases I used daily was leave a legacy for others to be able to take and then leave their legacy. <clears throat> and, you know, that's part of what you're doing and in, in, uh, your profession and the way you've gone about it is you're leaving this legacy that those that come along behind you are going to have a little bit easier process, you know, because you've, you've trailblazed all of this when it wasn't cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, there were times, I mean, yes. I, and I, I'm absolutely, when I tell you, I've been called a quack to my face back. I mean, you know, and it was, and I would look at it and say, because I studied the science and I could see that if you put this mineral in and this vitamin in the body, the body needs, it needs fuel. And it's just like, think about it and use a car as an analogy. You can't put grease in a car and expect it to run. You got to put gasoline in there. So the body has certain nutrients that it needs to work effectively and efficiently. If you don't give it that, it's going to break down. Yeah, it's it, I mean, it, it's it's science and it's very it, I mean, it's common sense, too. And I, I, I want to go back to that word you're using science, because that that word's been thrown a lot, thrown around a lot lately, especially especially since COVID mm -hmm. <laughs> and the science and, and the way that you're using it is there's more to the science than just saying the science. Um, you know, they threw this uh, shot out at us. It, rather quickly and now the science if you want to call it that is showing that there's some problems from that mm -hmm. that yes. have come up and you know because after years of it and and people are starting to have this and that and the other and i've i've seen some of the effects from friends mm -hmm. around me so i i like the word that you use science with but you also went a little further and you said the minerals the nutrients mm -hmm. the, the things that we're putting in our body so that the science of our body which is a miraculous machine 
can mm -hmm. do what it was made to do. Because our, our body can heal itself if we put the right stuff in it. Right. The body just says, the body says, you know, this is what I need. Now give it to me. And we don't give it to it, right? We just, let's say we give junk food in there and it's not getting its vitamins and minerals. The body's going to keep screaming at you. In fact, there's something you'll find very interesting. There's a, a hypothesis. And, and the hypothesis is that um, what happens is our body has to have a, a protein, a certain amount of protein in order to, to work effectively and efficiently. And because our food, our fast food and our processed foods don't contain protein, they don't contain anything but junk, we eat those and the body just keeps saying, I need something, I need something. And so we keep eating and eating. And that is part of the mm. hypothesis of why we have an obesity epidemic, because the body is just sitting there quietly saying, would you please give me some protein? And we're ignoring that. Yeah. It's, and uh... so what happens is we keep, and then, then the body creates a hunger. It creates that drive for hunger. Why? Because the body naturally nature has provide made our body strive for certain things for survival because the only thing the human body cares about is longevity and survival and it's only going to do it if you give it what it needs and you know that's that's interesting you say because as i as i started this health uh, coaching course that i'm going through the whole first half of it has been about just stopping and thinking about when you eat this how do you feel afterwards Right. And right. when I started thinking about really thinking about what I just ate and how I feel after that in a half hour, 45 minutes, I started realizing things that made my body energetic. And I've got I got more energy. I was ready to go out and, and run a marathon or something. And then the things that I ate that I was like, oh, yeah, I just have yeah. no energy whatsoever. And And since I've done that, Lynn. Uh, my body has changed. I, I've, mm -hmm. I've dropped more weight. Not that I was even trying to at the time, but I've dropped more weight very healthily, not, not a bunch at a time, but my energy level keeps getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, when I go to the gym, I'm, I'm spending a, a bunch of time doing a lot of things and I'm still so energetic when I finish. In fact, I'm, I have more energy, even though I know I'm tired um, and I'm not hungry like I used to be. Mm -hmm. I listen to that. I I, I kind of plan my meals that I'm I'm going to eat around this time because then I have a I have a gear in my head. I guess it says this is when you're going to eat. This is what you're going to eat, and I'm not doing the last minute grab something that I shouldn't grab. Absolutely, and if you feed the body what it needs, it will take care of you. Yeah. But it can't take care of you. You know, the heart can't pump if you don't give it what it needs. It's right. going to break down at some point. But we, again, we go back and we live, we live in a very fast paced world. And a lot of people, you know, they don't have the time to cook, which cooking is, you know, that's that. I mean, a home cooked meal is the best meal to have because the ingredients are usually fresh. They're put together. Right. You know, you have some control over how it's cooked or whatever, but you know, mothers are working. I mean, and it is, it's hard. It's really right. hard, especially when you have children and, you know, to do that, but there are all kinds of little tricks, you know, on the weekend, you can make up extra things. When you make something, when I make something, I make enough. There's only my husband and I here, but I make enough for two dinners and one of them, I package and I freeze. <laughs> and when there's that tough night, I just pull it out of the freezer and I have a home cooked meal that is healthy. Right. 
And that's, yep. that's a very important uh, thought process. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I are the only two as well, and we do similar things. We make enough that there's always something left over for another meal. Exactly. And it does make a difference because there's times, even, even at this point in our life, there's times when uh, we don't have the time to fix that takes a while to put together. So we just grab that and pull it out and, and use it. It's a great technique, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, and those days when you don't feel like cooking either, and it's like, oh, I'll just take it out of the freezer. And, you know, today you can pop something in the microwave and put it on defrost no. <laughs> if it's, you know, so it's, it's changing your mindset of I'm not going to whip through McDonald's for the kids, but we're going to go home and maybe we had a nice pasta dinner three weeks ago and I put half of it in the freezer, I could pop that out and there they, there they go, there you, go. you know. It's a great idea, great idea. So obviously um, over your lifetime, you have found some, some secrets, um, which you've already displayed all the secrets, but you found these secrets that have uh, a proactive anti-aging kind of wellness to them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm I'm at that stage where I'm I'm reaching those places where people say, "Well, you're old or you're getting old," even though I don't mm -hmm. think I look like it. In fact, I was at church Sunday, and this young buck that I play in the worship band with turned to me. And he goes, "Bob, something's bothering me." And I go, "What's that?" And he goes, "You keep getting younger and younger, and I keep looking older and older." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Well, I'm I'm on this track of you know." I'm doing things that have changed my life. Mm -hmm. And he just looked at me. He says, well, I need to listen to you more. And I said, yeah, you do. <laughs> good, good. Because you are right. There is, you know, we also live in a world call that has to do with ageism. And at a certain age, you know, it's very easy to cut people off and say, well, they're useless. You know, they, they're not working anymore and they don't have anything to mm -hmm. share. And they're out of touch with what's going on in the world. Yet our greatest resource is the people with wisdom. You know, when you can sit down, you know, I, and fortunately, for example, I have a, I have an 18 year old grandson that I have a very good relationship with. And, you know, that young man will call me when he has any issues or anything he wants to discuss. And I'm able to give him years of experience and maybe divert him from making a lot of mistakes that he would, you know, normally mm -hmm. make. I mean, he's got to make his mistakes to grow too. But, you know, we don't tap into that resource. And in this country, we don't use our senior citizens for the wonderful wealth of resource that they are. I agree with you. And uh, I've told my daughter many, many times over the lifetime, she's 31 now. But back when I was her age, I would be, I called sitting at the feet of the gray haired people. Mm -hmm. um, I had, a, I have a lot of friends or had a lot of friends that they've passed on now that were up in their seventies and eighties at the time I was 30, mm -hmm. but I sat and listened. I asked questions. I wanted to know what they learned along the way. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be so advantageous to my learning and the way my brain works now. Um, just because I, I spent the time with people that other people might look at it and go, well, they're they're past their prime. They're not cool, whatever. I found them to be extremely cool. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and you I, know, sometimes sometimes the stuff that comes out of their mouth will really shock you. And you'll be like, wow, that person's really got it, you know? Exactly. And uh, so, that you know, I think for our audience, uh, I hope that people hear that, 
there's a lot of wisdom if we'll just open our ears, take our time, be mindful, uh, sit still for a while, mm-hmm. and just put together a practice of listening to what's around us mm-hmm. and asking questions and being open and uh, to be more educated in, in the things that are going to make our life a lot better. And, and, and also make very sure that you, you, you pull back the curtain a little bit and look at the people that you're looking to for advice or what you're looking at the internet, because there is an awful lot of misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you really want to find someone who really can help and guide you and really is sincerely, you know, committed to that, because there is so many people that, you know, they just want to take your money. I and, agree. You know, and, yeah, and that, that seems to be more and more the the, the process we see, you know, there'll be, you're, you're doing something, you may have a really good product, but then you get this slam on your product. And then of course it says, read this. And when you read that, it's just promoting another thing. That's the same basic stuff. Right. And it, you know, it can be rather daunting after a while. And, and even in this profession that you're in, you have to be cautious and make sure that you're not finding charlatans and people that are just trying to make a buck off the, uh, the, 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 the population out here. And that, and I've been very fortunate. Everybody that I have met for my podcast in this area has been so genuine. Mm-hmm. They, they truly want to help the mm-hmm. population have a better life physically, mentally, spiritually, holistically, uh, so that they can enjoy themselves with, through that through their life all the way up into the latter years well you know that's one of the things karma teaches us that one of the real what what we're really here is to experience joy and joy comes from vitality feeling good mentally physically and soulfully but the greatest amount of negative karma goes into destroying joy and that's an important point because if you think about it there's always someone trying to destroy your joy take it away from Mm -hmm. us and yet if you think about joy, pure joy, like I can give when my I have a little five year old granddaughter. And when I see her, I just I mean, it's pure joy. It's pure joy. And, pure, and I those moments, I will stop in those moments and say, my God, that I'm a lucky woman. What a wonderful thing to experience and feel joy. Yeah. And we should we should experience more of it. I, I agree with you so much. And, and it just came to mind when you said that word joy, when I was teaching as a band director, there was a piece written called Joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. joy, the, the title was Joy with a big exclamation. Yeah, and I remember the first day that I put it in front of the kids and we started playing and working on it. The whole piece sounded joyful. There was yeah. joy in this mm-hmm. these notes on this piece of music that were coming out of these instruments. And uh, I experienced joy in that moment. That hadn't, right. you know, and I, my daughter and, and her husband had their little nephew here overnight and he's a little, little tyke. <laughs> the joy that I had listening to him back and forth, because I was downstairs and he was upstairs, back and forth, back and forth, a little pitter patter of the feet. And my heart just got so joyful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't something that was bothering me. It was just something that was lifting me up and Thank you for sharing that joy is so important because we need to have lightheartedness as well as what we're doing for our bodies, you know, nutritionally. Right. And notice you and I just shared 
the feeling, the expression of joy, but it had nothing to do with how much money you have in your bank account, what kind of car you're driving, where you live, what you look like. Joy, that isn't joy. Mm -mm. Those things aren't. It's those, And it's that little moment where there's a little child running and you go, wow, a kid, because kids, kids can fill you with joy because they're so innocent, you know, but yeah, those are the things. And if more people took time just to get those little moments of joy throughout the day, you know, one of the ways to do that, and I teach my students all the time is take one moment a day and practice just one thing of gratitude because studies have shown over and over again, people who practice gratitude are healthier and happier. Mm -hmm. So if you just stop and say, yeah, I'm really grateful the sun came out today and I have an opportunity to get out of bed and enjoy the day. It changes your outlook. Right. And I, you know, I've even, I've learned over the years, I, I, I quit saying, Oh, it's a gloomy day. It's raining out. I said, man, it's raining out. The, the yeah. sky is getting clear. There's a freshness to the air. My grass yeah. is not going to be browned and burned anymore. My flowers are going to flourish. And I've started changing that mindset over the years and I don't look at it that way anymore. Exactly. It's so important. It's so important. And, and that also helps with the burnout, doesn't it? It helps yes, it take that away. Exactly. And that's part of putting the body and the mind and the soul, bringing them together. Because when you feel joyful in life, when you feel happy, when you look at things from a positive standpoint, then you're more apt to take care of your body. You know, you're more apt to be caring about other people around you. And the more you do that, the more you draw positive energy to you, the more you elevate your life. You know, you get you get some great perks from it. That makes sense. So, uh, Dr. Lynn, um, presently, what's a good way if someone wanted to, to tie into you and get to know you better and your practice and what you do? What's a good way for people to do that? Well, they can go to my website, which is drlynn.com, and it's spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-L-Y-N-N.com. The website has all of my social media handles. It has um, a list where my classes are available. You can I do online yoga classes, which people can come to. Um, consultation, there's a place there if someone wants to do a consultation. All my books, everything about me is kind of packaged into this website. So that's really the best place to go. And on there, you'll find I have a free newsletter that people can sign up for, as well as my um, email is there, which is info at drlynn.com. Send me out a, a message. I'd be happy to send something back. And I want to go back to your website again. I want to make sure I wrote that down correctly. drlynn.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-L-Y-N-N.com. So Dr. Lynn's one word. Okay. You and I are going to talk about the yoga thing when we get off this podcast. But Okay. <laughs> um, I always like to have um, a couple pieces of value for my audience to take away. And you've given us a lot already. Um, but something that you can maybe hone in on that you could say to the audience that if you'll do this and this, it's at least going to make a difference in your life tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the most important thing is to get up every day and focus on your health and be happy for your health. And what if you need to take care of something, take care of it, you know, because that is really I mean, if if you lose your health, you lose your joy, you lose everything. So that's the most important. The second thing I would say I always say to people is be true to yourself. 
And when you're true to yourself and walk down that path, that's where we find our purpose and our meaning. And sometimes, and I'll use myself as an example, you could be true to yourself and follow a path and people are going to call you quacks and you're not going to, you know, all that stuff. But if you're true to yourself and you stay to it, you know, every day I got up and it didn't matter what people said. I felt good about the path I was walking on and I knew it was the right path. And when you're going down that path, it, it, whatever your path is, you could be an engineer and you love being an engineer, but you're doing it. You're being true to who you are. Then more than likely your health is going to improve physically, mentally, and soulfully. So those are, those are the two things that I think are really the most important thing people can do. I, wow. That was great. Uh, especially the last one, you know, after I had my stroke and I ended up having to retire from teaching because I, being a, a high school, middle school band director is extremely taxing. It's constant on the go. And I had always told myself if I ever got to a point where I couldn't be Bob and be the Bob that I was as a band director, then it was time for me to step down. And I had to do that. Hardest thing I've ever gone through because I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't mentally ready, but physically at that point in my life, something changed. And I, I quite honestly lost my purpose for a while. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. but I'm an educator so what am I going to do that's out do I try to do something online musically or what and this is when I fell into this space because I became very much focused on my health mm -hmm. all of a sudden number one really became at the forefront right and then as I was focusing on my health and how to in a different way than what I had in the past which was down this naturopathic way, um, I became more true to myself in my health, but then I also found a purpose and a passion that I've become excited about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I meet people like you that are so passionate and have been in the space for so long that have been trailblazers and, and still struggle probably at times to get people to understand. That's when I, I decided I wanted to be an advocate. Uh, for practitioners like yourself. Mm -hmm. And so to our audience today, I hope that this helps you to, to better understand what's at our fingertips. And no matter what our age is at this present moment, we can make some changes. And the changes can be very simple. Uh, you know, just small habit changes, little things that we can do that will make a big impact on our life for the long term. Mm -hmm. um, folks, reach out to Dr. Lynn. Again, it's at Dr. Lynn, D-O-C-T-O-R-L-Y-N-N.com. Get to know her, read about her. She's got a lot of material out in the uh, space for you to read about this type of, of type of naturopathic yoga nutritional therapy, fitness, professional karma. She she kind of covers it all. <laughs> I tried. And, uh, and she and listen, I'm telling you, I'm looking at her face right now. You it obviously works. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you. Dr. Lynn, thank you so much for being a guest with us today. Um, if you want to learn more about me and what I'm all about and what I'm trying to do to help the space of a holistic medicine. Check me out at bobpriest.life, B-O-B-P-R-I-E-S-T dot life, L-I-F-E. Read my blogs, 
My podcasts are also located there. And we'll be back again next week with someone else that's going to talk more about our nutrition, our health, and our life. Thank you, Dr. Lynn, and you have an awesome day. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for checking into today's episode. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, Apple, leave me a five-star rating if you so choose and if you enjoyed the show. I'm so grateful that you're spending some time with us and listening to our podcast. Uh, If you need to get in touch with me to learn more about my passion to inform and educate about alternative methods and modalities of healing, you can go to www.bobpriest.life. That's B-O-B-P-R-I-E-S-T dot life. While there, uh, check out a blog or two and listen to other podcast sessions that I've had in the past. Guys, have a great day and thank you so much for joining me.